And welcome back to Greatest Wax on Tracks. It's KU. Oh, it's a good day. Singing the song, and it's a good day. From moving along, yes, it's a good day. How could anything go wrong? Turn my headphones up. Y'all ready? Let's do it. This is all you radio. I mean, look, do you think this was an accident? All of this right here? Premeditated, partner. I'm Johnny McKeon. You got nothing on me, right? Nothing. And with me is Mr. Doom and Gloom. Hey, dummy, I'm Sasha Bloom. <sighs> Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. The start of the show. And this is Old Ute Radio. Sorry for the delay. We were wrapping up the Lunchbox Concert Series. That's a mouthful. You're a mouthful. <laughs> I almost, like, botched that. <laughs> I almost said something else that may have been inappropriate. Luckily, I pulled it out in the end. Oh, wait. Hey, wait what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Why am I getting excited over here? <laughs> um, they were good? Yeah. The, uh, I almost said white water buffalo. Holy water buffalo. Holy water buffalo. They were there. I was actually really impressed. At first, I thought they were some, like, dirtbag student yeah, band. I was really <laughs> nervous with the amount of hipsters up there. Yeah. <laughs> but they did good. They were, they were great. <laughs> I just snorted. Yuck. Oh, Sasha snorting. <laughs> um, no, nah, it was good. I, I was really surprised at how good it was. Yeah, everyone was nice. Uh, it was nice to see all the KU staffers suddenly have to walk away when it was time to clean up. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> oh, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of cool stuff coming out of KU right now. We just released a comedy carnival podcast. Uh, Sasha and I, we put this thing together. It's uh, I was really pleased with how it came out. What did you think of it, Sasha? I enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was fascinating. It was interesting to hear you by yourself you you came through solid and oh, strong and thank you didn't yawn didn't get tired unless no. you edited that out no, no. <laughs> i um no, yeah i was no. i was hopped up on so much red bull happy good job for you sir yeah thanks well sasha thank you for editing it putting it together yeah, man. sorry i lied to all the fellow comedians not that i'm a comedian but mm. i was telling them i was going to be out there and ended yeah. up having to work so yeah it happens you know yeah. we did the best we could we only managed to get about half of the talent so, I mean, that just shows you alone how, like, how big this event was. But luckily, you know, the talent I was able to get, they gave me some great interviews. It was, I had such a great time talking to all of them. You can download the episode on uh, keradio.org. It's the Salt Lake Comedy Carnival podcast. It's amazing. Yeah, and you can also go to I Am Salt Lake. Uh, Chris did four comedians yeah. also. I think there's only one copy uh, that you did. So yeah. good work between all of you, I think. Between you and I am Salt Lake, you guys did a good job. Yeah, we, uh, yeah. And, uh, you can always thank Topher Complains at Topher Complains. Uh, he's the man that set it up. So yep, Christopher Stevenson. Yes, he's the man. And we'll be having him on within the yeah. next three weeks or so. Yeah. Yeah, once things cool down for him, we're going to have him come on, talk about what he learned, what it was like. Yep, once he gets paid so that yeah. he can uh, throw <laughs> money our way. Yeah, and um, <laughs> also I interviewed Andrew Jensen, a little fun fact for all you people. You know the uh, the viral video of the couple proposing in Home Depot? Yeah, that was me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you, you're part of the flash Silence. Mob. They cut you out of it. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, Andrew Jensen of Toy Soup, he filmed that. Really? His company, yeah, uh, I think it's Redgrass Media, they, uh, they filmed it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's nice to see when heads aren't chopped off and things aren't blurred out. And yeah. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, they did great. It went viral. They were on Ellen just recently. 
who hasn't been on Ellen? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I want to be. Well, just come on out and you'll be on there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Yes, <laughs> so, yeah, lots of cool stuff. We just did the Lunchbox series like I talked about just a little bit earlier. That was fun. School's been cool. I mean, uh, right now <laughs> we've got the uh, the graduate school seminar. Uh, the Graduate school. Expo downstairs. Expo. Yeah, I think it's just ended. Yeah, it just wrapped up. Yeah, it started at 9 this morning. Did sh- Did you stop by? No, I was busy uh, waking up. Do <laughs> you want to go to grad school? You know what? I'm s- at my advanced age. I kind of feel like your advanced age. This second degree was kind of my grad school. Like, in yeah. all truthfulness, I I really don't see me doing it. You know, I got yeah. a kid. I gotta get ready to put in college. So. I I don't even know like where to begin with grad school. I feel like ABC is my grad school right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm learning so much at that job. I just don't want to. I just don't want to go to school anymore. <laughs> Tell you the truth, I'll be honest. I don't want to go and, and to have to pay for it. To have to pay for school? Forget that. Do you have the grades to get in? Yeah, yeah. I know my dear friend uh, DJ Felicia. She's getting ready to take the GREs. And wow. She really wants. Yeah, she really wants to go East Coast, but uh, you know, Mom wants her to stay in town. Mm, that old story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know why she's staying in town. Yep. So, yeah, lots of cool stuff's been going on. Um, we have a great guest coming in today. Yeah, we got Danny Powers coming in. She's an old friend. She's also big on the uh, cosplay scene. She was a huge hit at the Salt Lake Comic Con. We wanted to have her in earlier, but she uh, wasn't able to make it. Now we got her in. It'll be cool. We'll talk about all the things cosplay. We'll talk about Deadpool. We'll talk about comics and art. It'll be fun. I'll do my best to be appropriate and not perv out. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. might as well just, just say all the yeah. things now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Is she dressing up? Uh, no. How no, rude. She just came from class. She's not going to wear her costume <laughs> into class. Well, I would have dressed up. Yeah. Uh, no, you wouldn't have. Yeah. I've never seen you dressed up. Well, apparently I'm going as Wendy. So, yeah. Halloween. Really? Mm-hmm. You're going to be Wendy from, like, Wendy's? Yeah. <laughs> like, the hamburger? You're going to be a hamburger? Girl. You're going to be the girl, the redhead girl from Wendy's? Yeah. you going to shave your beard? No. <laughs> People on Twitter, follow <laughs> Sasha on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Bloom. Let's start a Kickstarter to get <laughs> Sasha to shave his beard. How much could we pay you to shave your beard? Just out of curiosity. Uh, a kiss from a gorgeous woman. Uh, how gorgeous? Uh, better than I can get, so it'd have to be 11. 11 uh, <laughs> you're uh, funny. I'd be a California, too. So. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah. I l- I'm looking at cost girl f- images on Google. I'm very impressed. Y- you're... Oh, I thought you said <laughs> Costco images. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm looking at 12 pounds of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good price. It's a good so price. What does she dress up as generally? Deadpool. Oh, I I'll, f- I'll throw some photos on the blog. Yeah, well, I'm looking now. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get it warmed up. Um, well, you could be doing radio <laughs> instead of Googling. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you are live. Your mic is attached to something. <laughs> you really have it turned on, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. So, man. Oh, nice. So I, uh, I'm i still undefeated in my uh, fantasy football league. Uh, you are 0-1 in <laughs> college football, sir. Oh, yes. Sasha beat me <laughs> at NCAA. Oh, yeah. There's an NCAA tournament going on right now. For 1000 bucks. For 1000 bucks. If you're a student, enter. You could win a grand for playing video games. All you guys that want to talk big talk, go out there and prove it. Win your money, man. Yeah, and if you win, if the winner is listening... Uh, when you're done winning that tournament, I'll put 200 bucks up and whoop you. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm excited because the Eagles are going to play the Giants 
Oh, that should be a snooze fest of a game. Boom! But that should be huge for fantasy points. <laughs> yeah. And I'm playing against a good friend of mine. So, uh, you know, we've been smack talking. Team Leatherballs? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, the Cheeky Delinquents versus oh, the West Virginia Poop Kickers. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's very creative. Yeah. 4-0, baby. 4-0. I stopped my opponent 109-79 to last week. Ooh. So you're... Wow, yeah. doing well. I'm doing really. I'm good. <laughs> like you'd be. I'm actually pretty good. Like I'm pretty good at statistics and, st- and trends, and it's kind of why I used to do econ for a long time. E- so eek what? Econ economics. Okay. That's one of the reasons why I used to do it. Um, so I have an interesting thing I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. What's your opinion on Michael Jordan? Overrated. As a man. Uh oh, as a man. Yeah. I don't think he should have ever been in the public spotlight with his behaviorisms. I think he's a poor influence on children. And I think that he's done a lot of Na- – he and Nike uh, with creating that individual-type individual, individual type person I think has really been destructive for generations. So listen to this. So Jordan uh, – this is Jordan. I could have taken LeBron. Michael Jordan believes he could have beaten LeBron James in a game of one-on-one when he was in his prime. He's not that sure about Kobe Bryant. In a video promoting NBA 2K14 video game that's released Tuesday, Jordan said that there's a long list of players who would have liked to have played one-on-one. Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, Julius Irving, a.k.a. Dr. J, (laughs) Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade, Bryant, and James, who's on the cover of this year's game. I don't think I would lose Jordan 50, says in the video before smiling and adding, other than to Kobe Bryant because he steals all my moves. (laughs) (laughs) James, when informed about Jordan's comment, acknowledged that he has thought about the hypothetical matchup. MJ said that. I've thought about the matchup, but no one will ever see it, and it's not going to happen. James said Tuesday about after Miami Heat's training game practice in Nassau, Bahamas, it's good for people to talk about. Kobe Bryant tweeted this response, domino effect. I stole some of this, some of his. This generation stole some of mine. Hashtag the cycle. Oh, boy. <laughs> How old is he, 51? He's 50. With his little, does he still have his Hitler mustache? Uh, he shaved it for this. No, he grew it out for this interview. I just, I remember watching yeah. that Hanes commercial. Yeah. With his Hitler, I was like, looking like a ghetto Mister Clean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this hoop earring and a Hitler mustache. <laughs> yeah, you're not the greatest Talking anymore. To Char- Charlie Sheen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Man. a weird thing for him to come out and do. I don't get it. Well, you know, Le- LeBron James' best response was, uh, uh, where did he say this at? Oh, it was for my game. It's good promotion then, James <laughs> said. So, I mean, what more can you say after that? But, like, the point Jordan was making is, is, like, uh, when Jordan was playing, he says, you go with the understanding of I'm going to get hit. Yeah. I'm going to pay the price. You know, that's part of the game. I'm, I'm not going uh, to be afraid to go inside. Those are the type of things that these kids don't even have a clue of how we had to grow up and how we had to play. He's saying that back in the day, the game was more physical than it is now. Sure it was. Yeah. And it, it was a better game. Yeah. I think today's basketball is unwatchable. It sucks. It's so rigged. It's it, tough to watch. Speaking of it, yesterday was was it yesterday or Tuesday? One or Monday was the opening day of NBA training camp. Yep. Yeah. The Jazz are going young. Yeah. Yeah. They have, uh, so I do teleprompting for a show called Real Sports Live on ABC4. You can catch it at 10:30s on Channel 4. It's a great show. We have Bill Riley, Wesley Ruff, Brian Dunseth, you know, former MLS player, and we have uh, Dana Green fill in all the time and we had on um the uh the dana, manager dana green's one of the best writers in the state of utah the best. bill riley is the reigning uh broadcaster of the year and voice of the utes for basketball and football you should all be familiar 
with him and uh wesley ruff is just the man yeah <laughs> and yeah, <we laughs> only man in <laughs> in television wearing shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so true. They keep waiting for boxers, like just <laughs> boxers and no socks. <laughs> but um, yeah, we had um the manager of the uh, the Utah Jazz. His name skips me right now, and I'm ashamed to say the that. Manager General Dennis like, Lindsay, it's the manager of the operations. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I know yeah, what yeah. You're talking about. Um, but he was talking about how like the Utes are going young, the Utah Jazz are going young. Yep. How do you feel about that? I'm concerned that they're going to lose a lot of talent. Yeah? I'm really concerned about the Jazz losing the Jazz with yeah. this move. I don't think that with the way the economy is and the – I just – I mean, they didn't f- sell out last year. They're going to be worse than they were last year, this year. I'm very concerned for the Jazz. Do you think the Jazz would end up going to Seattle? Because I know they're looking for a team. They went after Sacramento forever. Mm, see, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know where – where they would go. See, originally what I thought was going to happen was the Jazz were going to go to Europe and mm-hmm. be a French team or a Spanish team or really? a London team. Because that's what they wanted to do was except they wanted to keep L.A. and, like, Dallas, and then they just wanted to have East Coast teams and then have them fly to Europe and mm-hmm. kind of do major cities along the, you know, along the ocean line. The Jazz, I'm not – I'm in, I'm excited to watch them play, but I know it's – you know, once injuries start mounting up, they're done. Yeah. I was disappointed that they didn't bring any talent. I mean, they brought in Richard Jefferson. That would have been a great get 10 years ago. Yeah. But maybe he can train him up a little bit. Uh, Alex Burke is going to be interesting to watch. You mean Trey Burke? Is it Trey Burke? Yeah, yeah, Trey Burke. Because we have Alex Burke as our shooting guard, and we have Trey Burke as our point guard. They're going to be fast, explosive. Uh, I don't think Hayward is a full-time guy. When, When did all of the good players in the NBA get old? You know, yeah. like now all of a sudden, now we have all these just young buck teams. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Like all the good players, like the franchise players are all old now. Was that really, like, that must have been the greatest draft year then, if you really was think it about 2005? it. 2005? Yeah. Yeah, with, that was with Dwayne Wade and uh, Bosch and, yeah, everybody. Yeah, because, I mean, everyone's old now. Like, I mean, the Celtics, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I realized boy, just the are. other day about the Celtics, like, yeah, we're going to lose, but honestly, <laughs> we went like 51 and 50 last year, so I mean, there's nowhere really to go but up. Oh, you're not going up. <laughs> You'll be lucky to get 20 wins. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm going to buy tickets to see the Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets, though, when they come to Utah. Oh, okay. Yeah, on uh, they're coming on Wednesday, November 6th. I'm going to buy tickets for that. You can probably get them for free, sir. And I'm going to buy tickets for, it's really far down, it's February 19th, I believe. It's also a Wednesday. I imagine you could probably get them for free. So. I hope so. Yeah. That would be cool. That's the nice thing about working in media. Yeah. Is if you talk to the right people and you buy them a six-pack, you get free. T- I will take that to <laughs> heart. <laughs> yes, sir. And with that, do you want to go to break for a moment, sir? Uh, I would love to. Hold your horses. This is Chris Hollifield from the I Am Salt Lake podcast, and you're listening to Old Ute Radio. What's up, boys? This is Zach Arthur from New School. You're listening to Old Ute Radio.
Welcome back to Old Ute Radio. I'm Johnny McKeon. With me in studio is Sasha Bloom and Danny Powers. Danny, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Thanks. Put that mic yeah, thanks for uh, bringing a okay. female in for an interview, sir. I'm done yeah. with all these men you bring in. I bring in a lot of men. <laughs> I, I hang out with a lot of men. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I got plenty of room for men in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, what's your Twitter? All right, my Twitter is Coco Ryu. That is K-O-K-O-R-I-Y-U. You can follow me. I'll follow back. It's pretty cool, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Danny, how long have you been going to the U? I've been going to the U for three years. I have majored in art, and then I switched to film, and now I just started the Electronic Arts and Engineering program. I'm on the film side of things, though, so lots yeah. of animation, a lot of drawing. That's cool. Do you like it so far? I do like it. I like it a lot. Um, the game design program is so smart, and it's great coordinating with all the programmers to make really cool games. God, that sounds so cool. It's like they're kind of tight-lipped. It's hard to find information about it. Like. Yeah, it's still a pretty new program. That's probably why. Yeah. But it's spreading really fast. They have information sessions every Friday, too. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Sasha, we may have to sit in on one of those. I'd love to. Yeah, that would be really fun. Is <laughs> it more of a male-dominated uh, college, or is it? I would say so, yeah. yeah, probably on the programming side mostly. Uh -huh. It also needs a lot more artists, because you'll notice when you get into those game design classes, such as game development, 3710, uh -huh. um, there are literally, I'd say, about five girls to 30 <laughs> males. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Do the boys even know how to talk to women? Is that oh tough oh they're fine <laughs> yeah. yeah especially because we're in such high demand as artists uh -huh. that they kind of run to get to you because they need you on their team so they don't have to draw all of the platforms and everything like that. And so when you talk about drawing, you're talking about drawing on the computer, not actually drawing on paper and then throwing it into a computer, right? Well, it kind of goes on two stages. Uh -huh. You can draw just on the computer using a graphics tablet, yeah. which is kind of the faster method. But for the pre-production of games, you can draw just on a sketchbook and then do paper prototypes for your games. Sure. Oh, that's cool. How exciting. Mm -hmm. uh, that's got to be a very good career. Because uh, what do you get hired by DreamWorks and Warner Brothers and oh, all yeah. that stuff, right? As far as the value of this degree, it's great because you have the skills that you're able to interact with another major since we have classes with the programmers all the time. Uh -huh. So we're able to coordinate inter-degree. And then we also have the skills that we can go into EA, which is ba in Salt Lake. It sure. has an office. Yep. I know some people really want to go into BioWare, Valve. Valve. Valve would be awesome. Of course, Valve. Portal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be way cool. Left for Dead. That would be so cool. It would be way cool. Yeah. It's kind of the dream right there. So are you a bit of a gamer? Do you play games? Oh, yeah. I'm definitely a gamer. Yeah, what do you play? <laughs> I would say my favorites right now are Bioshock Infinite and the Mass Effect series. Oh, Mass. I still need to play Mass Effect. Oh, it's so good. Is it? I'll have to check that out. The first one was one of my favorite games, and then I never got into the second third because I went back to school and got yeah. too busy. Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. It's definitely worth trying out, though, just because the whole mechanic of how you can migrate all of your decisions uh -huh. from the first game to the next two, mm -hmm. it's crazy. And Mass Effect 4 just got announced. Did it really? It did. God, I can't Happiest keep up. Happiest day of my life. I can't keep up. <laughs> what do you think of the uh, Bi Bioshock Infinite? I loved Bioshock Infinite. It's yeah. kind of one of those games that I can't even describe or even talk about the story because you have to experience it. It's, it's weird, like, <laughs> Because I, I I love the first one, mm -hmm. and the second one's just okay. Yeah. Yeah. But this third one, like I get right in the middle of it, and I'm, I never know what's going on, and I hate that. <laughs> I hate that feeling. Like I go in and I'm like I'm like there's like a temple and there's like overt racism. And I'm just yeah. like, 
I'm like, what is this? It does take place, uh, I think, in the early 1900s, 1912, yeah. I think, yeah. something like that. Yeah. So that's probably why that is. But yeah. you start getting into all the quantum physics, and it really gets so confusing. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, okay. So did you geek out when Grand Theft Auto V came out? Do you have a review or anything? I actually haven't finished it yet. I'm still working on it, well, and I'm good. competing with two housemates who are also playing with it. How far have you completed? Not very far at all. Okay. <laughs> do you like it? I do, yeah. I was kind of disappointed by it. Really? I went out and bought it, and I was like, oh, I've played this exact game for the last ten. It's like <laughs> me playing Madden. It's like, mm. yeah. oh, it's not the same. And then they took out a lot of the gratuitous violence. Mm. I'm a big fan of that uh, character, Troy. Mm-hmm. I think that's scripted perfectly. Like, he's the <laughs> most sadistic, creepy, serial killer, like, unwashed thing you've ever seen. <laughs> the meth guy or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's fantastic. Really? <laughs> the the storyline for them is fantastic for that guy. So what if you so what is your like ideal job if like through this program? Like what are you trying to like get out of it? Well, what I'm trying to get out of it personally is I want to be a concept artist. Mm-hmm. So I want to do all of the pre-production things, oh, okay. like drawing settings. If you've ever picked up an art book from mm-hmm. something like Mass Effect, Bioshock, any game really, even Halo, you just go through those books and see all the art that went into designing the aliens, how they would look, how they would move. That's the part of the game design that I really love. Really? Mm-hmm. How long have you been uh, doing art? I've been doing art since I was super little, actually. Probably since I was a little kid. And then all through high school, did AP art, AP photography. Really? I've, it's just kind of been a lifelong thing. I don't get how people can draw. <laughs> like, I just don't <laughs> get it. Like, it's so <laughs> tough. Like, do you, do, you, do you see it in your head and then draw it? Or does it kind of take its shape on the page? It depends. Drawing to drawing. A lot of it has to do with music, too. Really? Literally, sometimes I'll just be walking to class listening to a song that I haven't in a while, and an image just forms. Really? But as you draw, you kind of realize maybe you're limited by what you know how to draw or you don't know how to do something. So you kind of have to adjust as you go. A lot of it is self-loathing and a lot of it is struggling. (laughs) (laughs) But we keep doing it for some reason. I don't get it. That's amazing. (laughs) So do you think or remember in color or shapes? Because I know that a lot of artists do. Yeah, a little bit, Uh probably. I'm halfway between that and kinetic learning, like Uh just doing it as I'm learning. It's impressive because I, like, when I think, like, nothing comes <laughs> in. N- nothing really comes, <laughs> no, no, nothing's really going on in his head. A tumbleweed flows by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a a badly day. drawn tumbleweed. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of a clump of scribbles. Yeah. That's sure. a tumbleweed. <laughs> There's a note. <laughs> Are you surprised? <laughs> wow, okay. Um, so do you have, like, creative dreams and stuff? or? Oh, yeah. The yeah? dreams I get are so weird sometimes. Really? Yeah. Really? Can you Can you share any? Without right. getting too graphic. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think I'm of a sorry to put one. you on the spot. That's such a weird <laughs> question to ask someone. Explain to me what are your dreams. <laughs> yeah, it just it really just varies based yeah. on what I was doing before I went to bed. Like yeah. a couple nights ago with my housemates up at the Fine Arts House, mm-hmm. up at Officer Circle, we decided it'd be a fun idea to watch the first two Saw movies right <gasps> before bed. Oh, no. So that was really fun. <laughs> sure. uh, dreams really pretty much had to do with going up long staircases and screaming a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Wh- which saw did you like better, the first one or the second one? Do you want me to just review those two, yeah. or do you want to go out of all seven? Uh, let's <laughs> go those two first. Okay, I would definitely say I like the concept of Saw 1 better, but I like the traps of Saw 2 better. Dude, when, that, when Saw 2 and the big buff guy cuts the back of his uh-huh. neck off, that was the most it's gangster g- thing. It's gritty. That's the most gangster <laughs> thing I've ever seen. So out of the whole seven, which one's your favorite? Oh, man, that's harder. Uh, There's so I've, many. Mo- I can't yeah. believe they made that many movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. And 
up till the sixth one and not including the fifth one, they were good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't we just don't talk about five and seven. No. We just don't yeah. talk about they those. They were so bad. Mm-hmm. They were so bad. I'd have to say that probably two. Yeah. I really like the needle pit. It's awesome. Oh, <laughs> that's so Britain the guy pushed. Yeah. Her <laughs> people had to get up and leave, and I was just sitting there going, "That makeup is so cool. I know yeah. how to do that." Oh yeah, yeah. You do makeup too. I how do. long have you been doing that? been doing makeup since high school probably because i used to be in a small film group called tolix productions that a couple people on campus still do cool and pretty much i did makeup acting directing literally we did a little bit of everything yeah but makeup was part of it so we had some pretty gritty makeups like wounds and scars it was awesome (laughs) so so let's get into cosplay a little bit okay what exactly is it Okay, cosplay is pretty much short for costume play. It's where you pick a character from a video game, a movie, a comic book, a manga, anime, whatever, and you dress up as them and you act like them. And oftentimes you'll see cosplay in photo shoots where they'll dress up and pose with the character and do really cool edits. Or you'll see them at conventions like Salt Lake Comic Con, Anime Bonsai, Anime Salt Lake, Neon Matsuri. There's a bunch. Oh, wow. You know them all. (laughs) (laughs) How long have you been cosplaying? I've been cosplaying since I was 12 or 13 years old. What was the first person you cosplayed as? All right. Or first thing, maybe. First thing. Okay. (laughs) It was was pretty bad cosplay, but I'd have to say it was Inner Sakura from the Naruto series. I have no clue what that is. (laughs) Yeah, no. It was middle school. It it was not a costume I was proud of. It was pretty weak compared to what I do now. (laughs) Do you make all your own costumes? I do, and in some regards. Sometimes mm-hmm. uh, with some cosplays, you're able to just go to like a DI or a thrift shop and find items and modify them, mm-hmm. and that takes down your workload so much. Some people buy them entirely offline. Most of the time, though, I'll take existing items and modify them if I'm not sewing them entirely. Oh, cool. So who are some of your favorite characters to dress up as? All right, I would have to say my favorite character to dress up currently is Lady Deadpool from yep. Deadpool Core, yeah. and that's a Marvel cosplay. Um, I'm currently working on... One called John from Attack on Titan. It's an anime that yeah, came out over the summer. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. working on that one right now. Probably past favorites were from the internet series Marble Hornets mm. with Slenderman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Slenderman's scary. Yeah, it He's was way great. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> it was so much fun. I remember the year I debuted that. Um, my Slenderman and I were walking around, and there was a Kingdom Hearts cosplayer who recognized us right away, really? screamed, and we just went tearing after him. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It was great. Wow. So, um, is it? Do you get uncomfortable uh, being around all these men that see beautiful women in tight clothing, <laughs> and good makeup, and just like gawking at you or coming up to you or stalking you? Well. Does okay. it get weird? Does um, it get weird? It can get weird sometimes, yeah. but I'd have to say that the majority of nerds that you see at these conventions are very nice and they're very polite. Um, most of the time at conventions, especially such a big one like Comic-Con, uh, everyone is so nice. They ask if they can put their hand around your waist or they do the <laughs> awkward hand hover the in the hover. photo. <laughs> oh, man, that happened yeah. a lot. If you look through cosplay photos, yeah. the hover hand is so prevalent. So you were a huge hit at the Salt Lake Comic-Con. <laughs> Thank you. Like, there were so many people trying to take photos <laughs> <laughs> actually really awesome yeah. kind of felt like being a celebrity you really were days. you were like a legit <laughs> celebrity like when you were there because i was working the abc booth and i was just seeing people line up all day to take <laughs> photos with you right by the tardis yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. how'd that feel like it felt amazing because when i debuted lady deadpool at anime bonsai 2012 mm-hmm. pretty much a year ago it had that effect but to a much smaller degree anime mm-hmm. bonsai has about 2,000 people go this i think it'll double this year but mm-hmm. So that was kind of at a smaller degree. And at this con, literally like couldn't take two steps without asking for a photo or posing with someone. 
posing with kids or explaining who my character was mm-hmm. for people who thought I wasn't like a legit character. Because yeah. a lot of people do what's called gender bending, where they'll take a male character and just make a female version of it. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. But sometimes people think you don't actually know the comic if you're just gender bending it. Yeah. So kind of had to put them in their place a little bit and start rattling off the comics <laughs> you were in. You, you had to <laughs> prove you had to prove your nerdliness. I did. <laughs> many many female cosplayers actually have to do that. Really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I, I guess I could see that you know yeah because like, people get hardcore they do like, they really do they get hardcore <laughs> about their costumes man yeah they'll yeah. go like why are you why are you dressed up as this character do you have you even read this and you yeah. kind of have to say oh yeah i yeah. own all of them you, you just like it because it was ryan reynolds in that awful wolverine movie <laughs> oh we don't talk about that either <laughs> yikes that, was, that wasn't even deadpool nah. that was something else that was weird they even like closed up his mouth like which is a crime sto- in yeah. itself yeah. he's known as the merc with a mouth yeah. if you know deadpool at all so did you play the video game I actually haven't bought it yet. I'm poor. Yeah. I heard it wasn't very good. <laughs> really? Yeah. I heard it was really good. At least from the other Deadpool cosplayers <laughs> that I know. Yeah. I know a big group of them. Yeah. They're huge fans of it. But that's just because we all play the character. Exactly. So we're yeah. all huge fans. Speaking of which, yeah, there was like 20 Deadpools. Yeah. I think 17 if you count the headpool, the little head, severed head prop I was carrying yeah. around from Marvel Zombies. Yeah. And two Two kids were also dressed up as it from Kidpool of Deadpool Core. So what are some of your favorite comic books? Because I know you just listed Marvel Zombies. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Marvel Zombies is great. I really love the Civil War arc. Yeah. I'm definitely a Marvel over a DC. Really? Okay, yeah. I'm DC over Marvel. All right. Yeah, All right. Okay. I want to hear why. Uh, why not? They're amazing. <laughs> they have the best heroes. Even New 52? Uh, I like some of the, I like. You know what? I like the new Superman 52. That's pretty good. I haven't read that one. That one's actually pretty good because I don't normally like Superman, but yeah? they, they were able to do something really cool with that one. I'll have to give it a check. Yeah. Like, I'll read it. Because yeah, check out I'm, that one. I'm not a huge Superman fan most of the time. Me, neither am I. I'm a, I'm a hardcore Batman. Me too. Yeah. Like, if, if I'm going to pick a DC, superhero it's gonna be batman yeah, yeah yeah i like i like john constantine i don't like the new 52 john constantine mm-hmm. but i like his old stuff the yeah old hellblazer yeah. Story X. those were cool uh, marvel i like the ultimate line i like mm-hmm. pretty much everything in the ultimate line even spider-man i love spider-man <laughs> but it, did you have you read up to yeah yeah, date? yeah you liked miles morales yeah Mar- he's okay yeah he's all right what you don't <laughs> i think he's pretty cool i kind of like how they integrated him with peter parker though too mm-hmm. in the spider-men series i think those are pretty funny nice yeah but other than that i love spider-man probably right up there with deadpool as Mm. far as like oh i forgot deadpool yeah i love everyone loves Deadpool. yeah who doesn't i don't know he's (laughs) been blowing up i remember like deadpool wasn't as big as he was like like five years ago he Mm -hmm. wasn't as big but now he's just blowing up yeah i think it just had to do with the comics kind of becoming more prevalent people started reading them more i remember when i got my first deadpool comic i just screamed they were from the 90s they were great but definitely, I think the number of cosplayers has helped, too. Yeah. There is a very popular cosplayer called D-Pity yeah. that is online, and he makes a lot of videos called Deadpool Attacks and that name Con here, yeah. Con X or whatever. And so he does really funny videos where he just goes around and interacts with cosplayers, and those videos blew up. He did a Deadpool Gangnam style that you actually might have seen. <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, down in the union. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's okay. D-Pity. Oh, cool. So tell me about this anime Banzai. Banzai. (laughs) Thank you. I almost said Bonanza. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So before Salt Lake Comic Con, Anime Banzai was the largest con in Utah, pretty much based, focused on popular anime culture, manga, Japanese, things like that. Mm -hmm. It has been going, I've, it has been going, I think, for 10 years after this one. So nine years this year. And I've been going since its second year. Really? (laughs) You're a hardcore fan. Wow. I am a hardcore fan. But 
it's it's really interesting to see how it's developed and grown over the years because it started out at Slick Campus yeah. and it was super cute and I just remember going with my friends then and now it's probably going to double in uh, population because it had a booth at Salt Lake Comic Con. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting too though because as a result of Salt Lake Comic Con, it's kind of limited its scope a little bit and really? saying in contests and panels, it's only going to do things of Japanese culture. So. As a result, there's a little bit of controversy because all of the cosplayers who do things that aren't Japanese culture but do go to these events, like myself, being yeah. a Deadpool cosplayer and that's not Japanese, kind of felt like we weren't really wanted there. Mm-hmm. But I think they're doing things to kind of make sure that, yes, people will still be there. Uh, Doctor Who cosplayers. There might be a TARDIS again. Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. The TARDIS? Yeah. What's that? Tar- uh, the TARDIS? You don't know what the TARDIS is? I do you not know what I Doctor Who oh is? Man. I didn't understand a word you guys said <laughs> for like the last seven minutes. <laughs> 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 it's uh, Doctor Who, man. It's uh, like the one of the longest running like series is ever like it's Doctor like no Doctor Seuss no <laughs> it's uh, not quite Doctor <laughs> Seuss it's, it's a British sci-fi series that features a time a time lord a time traveling sure. alien from Gallifrey uh-huh. and he ha- travels in this blue phone box that looks like a police phone box nice and it's yeah. called the TARDIS okay and it's like Snoopy's doghouse like it's small on the outside but huge on the inside mm-hmm. nice it's a gigantic spaceship and he is this alien so whenever he dies he has a new body and a yeah. new person takes over acting that he role. Uh-huh. Yeah, so like there's been how many doctors now? Third? Uh, 11, 11, and their yeah. 12th just got announced 12th, yeah. like a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah, so they've had 12. Like David Tennant, he's, mm-hmm. you know, the fan favorite. Yeah. yeah. Who do you like more, Matt Smith or David Tennant? Actually, my first doctor was nine. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow, you are a hardcore fan. You're a super nerd. <laughs> I should have done my homework. <laughs> it's like, I gotta own it. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> Wow, okay, okay. So what exactly do you do at, like, these uh, conventions, like Anime Banana? Bonsai. Bonsai, yeah. Well, at things like Salt Lake Comic Con and Anime Bonsai, there are kind of a lot of things you can do. One of the biggest things at Salt Lake Comic Con was probably wandering around that big dealer's room because that's where all the panelists were. That's where all of the merchandise was. Shopping's kind of a big part of it. You go and see what all the nerd merchandise is, coasters, stuff like that. Uh, kind of the more small cons like uh, Anime Salt Lake, which is in the spring, and Anime Bonsai, which is in two weeks. Uh, there are a lot of panels that have more specified interests. Things like how to break into the comic book industry was really? at, at Anime Salt Lake, That's or not cool. at Anime Salt Lake. That yeah, yeah, it was at Anime Salt Lake. And kind of more things like voice actors mm-hmm. come. If you've ever heard of uh, Vic Mignogna from. He voiced Ed from Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, okay. anime. Yeah. yeah, he's come a couple years and done some speaking things. There's also competitions. So they have what's called Brawl at it's a lot of these cons. It's so fun. Yeah. You sign up as a team of two, and you go up on stage, and it's pretty much like a live ver- version of Street Fighter. So oh, wow. Yeah, your partner is rolling die and seeing how you do on your roll. And then the announcer will say, like, so-and-so attacks for 10 damage, and you act it out on stage. Like LARP? Like yeah, live action role Yeah, kind play? of, but it's on a 2D format, sort of. You just stand there and kind <laughs> of bounce back and forth like just a Street Just like fighter. you're in yeah. Street Fighter, yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. But I've been doing that for a couple of years at Bonsai and oh, at cool. Anime Salt Lake. Wow. It's so much fun. Wow. So have you ever thought about doing your own comic book? Yes. I actually have a couple stories that I'm writing right now. Oh, Most really? of them just have online formats, though, and mm-hmm. I do a lot of kind of role play formats where I collaborate with other writers and we kind of just write our own specific character. It gives us a lot of that practice. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's that sounds so way fun. fun. You sound like you have so much fun. <laughs> like, I love following you on Facebook. You post just the most positive, fun <laughs> stuff. Like, 
It's interesting. <laughs> I'm always like, I have to Google, like, what is she talking about? What oh, is yeah. this? <laughs> have you liked all the Mass Effect things yeah. recently? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about Garrus Vicarian, and everyone's yeah. like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, okay. So if I wanted to get a picture of me for my Twitter avatar, mm-hmm. are you for hire for something like that? Do you do any... mean like photography? No, like drawing. Like draw. Oh, drawing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I always have commissions open because okay. artists got to eat. All right, cool. What are your rates? Do you know? Well, I, actually, I don't want to put you on blast. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just kind of, it varies mm-hmm. based on size because if I'm doing a large piece, like 18 by 24 Holy of painting, cow. I actually have a piece I have to do for that. Really? Of like an alien landscape with this many figures in it, then it's obviously going to cost more than a yeah. sketch that on a piece of cardstock cool <laughs> how long does it take you to like on average to draw something like um if i'm drawing a full colored version in photoshop with layers and filters and everything like that um i'll kind of work on it off and on for a couple days probably oh, wow. yeah. yeah it's i always kind of focus on it a little bit half i'll be talking to people on skype and then mm-hmm. i'll just go back to drawing a bit mm-hmm. and i'll or i'll work on multiple things at one time yeah so that's kind of how an artist yeah. works though yeah, yeah. we kind of we're kind of scatterbrained we have yeah. to kind of go in between things otherwise we get bored yeah i have to write like when i write like i have a little station set up i have my green tea right here <laughs> i got <laughs> i got my laptop in front of me i got my notepad which i actually do the writing uh-huh. on and then i got the tv on in the background yeah. and i kind of and i have my headphones in mm-hmm. and i'm like just bouncing between all these things yeah and then stuff comes out what are you shaking your head at me for <laughs> that's what you have to do yeah yeah hemingway stood up for 12 hours and wrote I'm not so Hemingway. Destroyed. I'm not Hemingway. I know, that. Yeah. I know that. If Hemingway was here right now, he'd be tweeting and twittering just like the rest of us. Oh, oh. It's, oh, it's really fun, though, when you kind of get into that mode, though, where you just work straight. I've had those modes before. Yeah. They get so intense where mm-hmm. I'll be writing a comic and I'll want to have it finished because – um, one of the platforms I work on, it publishes as you go. Oh, really? So every panel I finish, it posts it. That's so cool. literally I know that like everybody is reading it panel by panel and they're waiting for the next one. So I'll just sit there and work on it straight and go from about noon to six in the morning the next day. Do you, do you f- find more creativity late at night or early in the morning? Oh, definitely late at night. Me too. What is that? What, what <laughs> is up with know. that? Maybe just because the world's quiet and yeah. you can... Put on your own stimulation of music, TV, really trashy TV. <laughs> From like 10 to 1, like AM, like I just, that's my zone. Like yeah. I love it. Like it's quiet. I could just get my work done. Yeah. It's nice. I love it. It's perfect for <laughs> me. It's my creative little cushion. Yeah. I can't, yeah. I can't draw something or focus on something in the morning. No, I'm a horrible morning person. <laughs> Maybe that's because I'm up till 1 or 2, but still. Yeah. That's me too. <laughs> yeah. So what do you like to drink? Like, what's your caffeine? What's your energy source? Do you drink tea, caffeine? <laughs> oh, man. All of the above? Kind of all of the above. Just yeah. today, it's like coffee, Dr. Pepper. It's like, got to keep running, got to keep going. Otherwise, yeah. I'm just going to crash. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So, Danny, where can we uh, find you on Twitter again? You can find me on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash kokoryu, spelled K-O-K-O-R-I-Y-U. Okay, cool. Yeah. Do these costumes get pretty expensive? Like, it it Um, seems like, because I'm looking at a bunch of pictures, and some look quite expensive. They can get expensive. I'd say at at least $100 if you want to make a good one, Uh but I've made costumes for about 50 or Uh even 25 before. It depends on the complexity, and if you want to get into armor, then it's going to cost you a little bit of money mm-hmm. based on what material you use. And cosplay comes from Japanese animation? Is that That's one of its big sources, yeah. Uh-huh. 
how did it develop? Like, what gave human beings idea <laughs> to <laughs> dress up? And I know because in this world, we're all kind of taught not to be fun and not to have fun. <laughs> so, so is that part of it? Is it we're just going to go be fun and get That's out of I think that is. I think that is part of it. I think that people really like cosplay because they're able to display a love for the character that they want to be. And a lot of people kind of are worried about it at first because they think, oh, I might not have the right body type for it. Oh, this character's a guy and I'm a girl, vice versa. They think of all these limitations of why they can't display this. But once you kind of get into the community, it is insanely supportive. Really? Yeah, just... Um, if there's a will, the cosplay community will help you find really? a way, and That's it's so cool. great. Is there a real freedom being able to have that eight hours or so, and you're in costume, so you're not yourself, <laughs> and you get to be free? Is is that I the reward? I would say, yeah. It's like when I'm Lady Deadpool, for example, uh -huh. it is so fun because you literally get to be the most crazy person. Sure. You just get to run around and hug people, especially even at cons. You just make friends with everybody. Liter like someone will walk up to you and they won't even know who you are and they'll give you a hug like after permission to make sure they don't ruin your costume. Yeah. But they'll just say they love you because of who you're cosplaying and you just made a new friend. That's <laughs> awesome. In this world of Homeland Security, is there a problem dressing up in the cops because they don't like people dressed up and having masks and stuff. And guns. Like, do yeah. they make you zip tie your guns or anything? A lot of conventions do, actually. Yeah. One of the most common rules is make sure that if it's an airsoft gun that you modded, make sure it doesn't work at all. Make sure that all of the barrels are sealed. The tips are orange. Zip tie it. Uh, metal weapons oftentimes have to stay in their sheaths. Uh, most of the time, we just have safety bonding. It's just a little pink ribbon or something tied around your weapons. But we haven't had many problems with cops and everything because I think the cosplay community in Utah especially is growing so mm. much that you see them in parks all the time and people just get together and want to run around in wigs and <laughs> cool outfits. So, so do you have a lot of weapons? Do you collect swords <laughs> and stuff and knives? And I actually have – I have a couple, but most of the weapons that I use for my cosplays are pretty cheap because yeah. I know that if they're cheap, I can replace them easily. I won't be sad if they get broken by people tackling me. Or <laughs> you tackle? <laughs> yep, there's a special term for that. It's called glomping. Where it's glomping. Glomping. You tackle, hug somebody. <laughs> Glomp? Is that strictly with cosplaying, or is you'll, that? You'll see it most of the time in the cosplay community. It's really part of that sex sexual realm of cosplay, right? A, a little bit, mm -hmm. but mostly it's just kind of a running hug. <laughs> glomping? Yeah. What, glomping? Someone just runs up and hugs you. Is there a you. weight limit to this? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the times, people will kind of shy away from it. They'll, they'll see it coming and be like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll pull out their sword. Back up. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> but, yeah, it's definitely kind of better to have weapons and cosplays that are a little bit more durable because people are going to hug you. You're going to be in close quarters. You have to get through doorways. Mm. That's one thing you kind of got to keep account for. <laughs> I don't see a lot of the ladies that are on Google Image with tattoos that perform in cosplay. Do you see a lot of tattoos? And I actually have seen some cosplays uh -huh. with tattoos. I saw a really great Mako from Pacific Rim. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Pacific Rim. Oh, me too. I got tons of posters from oh. Comic-Con. Such a good movie. So good. I don't even know why they're making a Godzilla. Pacific Rim's perfect. <laughs> it really is. It's all about release dates. That's yeah. how they got it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that Mako cosplayer had some really awesome tattoos. But in the cosplay community, it doesn't really matter as much. Uh -huh. If you want to get really hardcore, some people will go and get makeup and cover them up, mm. and they'll do almost anything to completely become the character. But details like that, piercings, tattoos, they just kind of become a part of the character, and nobody really 
says that detracts from your outfit. So in your opinion, what are like some of the toughest costumes to pull off? All right. In my personal opinion, I'd say the armor costumes and the ones that have latex molding Mm. because you have to have a budget and you have to have resources for things like that. Some people are off making full halo halo suits, Mm -hmm. mass effect suits, or they're making prosthetics for aliens. And it's crazy. (laughs) I wish I could do that stuff. I'm going to try to someday, but... It just oh, looks nuts. I bet you would just love a 3D printer, wouldn't you? <laughs> I would. Yeah. <laughs> well, at the Comic-Con, I saw a guy in a uh, – did you see the Iron Man? I, yeah, I'm actually friends with him. Oh, you're friends with that yeah. guy? Do you know anything about his costume, like how long it took him to make it? or? Oh, I actually watch his progress online. Really? Yeah. Oh, do you, do, where is that? Is there a way? Yeah, just um, – if you look up his name, his name is Tim Wynn. Tim Wynn. Yeah. How do you spell that? T-I-M-W-I-N-N. He should show up. But, yeah, he usually just posts his updates online, and he gets commissions all the time to make full suits like that. Really? Halo, Mass Effect, Iron Man. Uh, I think he put his Iron Patriot up for auction after Iron Man 3. Wow. Yeah, I'm on Tim Wynn's Facebook page right now. It's Wynn with two N's. And his cover photos are pretty impressive. <laughs> not going to lie. He's probably as legit as you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, he looked like Iron Man. Like, he had the goatee. He mm-hmm. had everything, man. Is that was amazing. student on campus, or...? He is not, actually. Okay. He is, He's kind of a director on YouTube. He makes a lot of cosplay videos, which you'll actually see a lot of online following conventions. People will go around with their cameras and just ask the cosplayers, like myself, to stand there or do a pose, like, slowly, or start from the bottom and then go to your head and you just do a pose. And then they'll edit that together in really cool videos to just kind of show the highlights of the con afterwards. Mm, cool. Yeah. So how often do people mash up characters? Like mash up I, characters like 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 combine? Uh, do people ever combine like Batman and like a stormtrooper or something? Oh yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Does that happen a lot? It does, but it also depends on what characters you're mashing up. Yeah. Because I've noticed with characters like Deadpool and Spider Man and some of these more well known ones, people will do mashups to stand out and mm. just because it'll be funnier. Yeah. For example, there was one of the Deadpool cosplayers at Comic-Con wore some Batman stuff oh, really? with a sign that said I'd be a better Batman than Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and he was a hit. Yeah. Just, just wearing like little Batman shorts and a kid's mask. It really? was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, it kind of just depends on the costume, but people do mashups all the time. So you're, are you really into like manga and uh, Japanimation and all that stuff? I, I am. I used to be more so yeah. when I was a little bit younger. I, I had my Japanese anime phase yeah. in middle school, and it was an awkward, awkward yeah. phase. But nowadays, my tastes have kind of gotten more specific. Yeah. I really like the more mature ones. Like give, give me some examples. All right. Uh, anything by Junji Ito. Yeah. They're surrealist horror, kind of one shot, very short. You can read them in an afternoon oh, easily. Okay. Some of those titles are Uzumaki, uh, The Enigma of M- Amigara Faultline, uh, another really popular couple series, Elf in Lead. Mm. And that one has been out for a long time, only 14 episodes, very short. I just got into this one. I, um, is it Death Note? You just got into Death yeah. Note? That one's been around forever. I know. I just got into it. It's kind of sc- like, yeah. like I, That's I've, one of the older ones. That's it's kind of really scary. Cool. I'm not going to lie. I get creeped oh, out yeah. pretty bad. Oh, it gets worse. Yeah? It does? <laughs> it like, I just scarier. started it. So, oh, yeah. yeah no. Um, it gets interesting. Are you reading it or watching I'm, it? I'm reading it, but I, I, ha- I have the movies as well. All right. Yeah. Prepare for Walls of Text because later on, a lot of it is 
sitting there musing in the corner. That's what the drawing really? is. And then just a wall of text as they're explaining everything. Okay. So maybe after a certain point, you'll kind of notice it and switch to the anime. Okay. And then you'll be able to sit through it a lot easier. Okay, I will. Have you? Okay, the, there's one anime that always messed with me. The first time I saw it, it terrified the crowd of me. Okay. Have you ever seen Princess Mononoke? That is a beautiful anime. That movie scares me <laughs> so much. It is a little intense. It's way intense. I <laughs> saw it like in middle school as well. Like, and it, it terrified me to no end. Like, I, I still get scared of it. Like the 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 main spirit animal, like with the face and like uh-huh. the, it's so creepy. It's intense. It's, it's so creepy. Hayao Miyazaki though is a genius. Like yeah. all of his movies, Spirited Away, Nausicaa, yeah. Valley of the Wind, Castle in the Sky, they are gorgeous. And then you have cute little things like Ponyo, which yeah. isn't scary at all. Yeah, Ponyo's fun. Yeah. I also liked Akira, but who doesn't? You mm-hmm. know, Akira is beautiful. That was way cool. First yeah. time I watched it though, I had no idea what was going on. No. I paid attention the whole time, but I still was so confused by the end. But visually, it's just stunning. Though. Mm-hmm, it is. Yeah. It was kind of one of the most iconic films that's mm-hmm. really kind of what jump-started the big anime movement and yeah. how it's kind of growing mm-hmm. especially in america yeah yeah I, I also like the street fighter movies i mm-hmm. like the fatal fury movies like i was in yeah. the i used to be into a lot of anime now that i think about <laughs> it yeah did you ever watch full metal alchemist no i know of it but i still haven't watched it it is interesting yeah. it's sad yeah it's kind of one of those i always seem to gravitate towards either sad ones or scary ones. <laughs> why? Why are they so good? Why is Japan so good at making like these animated movies? Like, they really love their craft. I think yeah. that's what it comes down to. Is yeah. that it is like it's such a revered thing and it's such a popular thing that the people who go into those businesses and the people who dedicate their lives to that, they just gain a lot of skills from it and they're able to put out such great stories. And a lot of it has to do too with just the fact that they stick to their ideas of like what Mm -hmm. will make a good movie if you've ever seen millennium actress no it will make you cry yeah like i don't care how manly you are it'll make you cry i mean toy story 3 made me cry so i bet it'll make me cry (laughs) (laughs) i can't even get through up (laughs) 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 you might as well call that movie down (laughs) because it's a downer (laughs) it is but movies like that just kind of have strong things about being true to yourself or sticking to like what you believe and they're really strong themes that yeah. most people can relate to and just find beautiful in themselves and catchy tunes also mm-hmm. really catchy tunes. oh yeah if you've ever seen paprika no okay that's another one that okay. you have to add to your list yeah we, really we got to set up though. a running list here mm-hmm. so if <laughs> someone wants to get into cosplay what is the best avenue for them to get into it all right the f- i would say that the best way to get into cosplay is to just pick a character uh-huh. just pick a character that you love and that you want to dress up as think of it like a halloween costume almost and then just start figuring out how you're going to make it think of think of a character and like spider-man and just say okay what are the pieces i need to do this are there chat boards on the internet are there meeting places in the valley that you can go to there are countless meetups Uh you'll see if you go on facebook like cosplay in utah that's a fan page you will see tons of meetups almost every weekend certain groups are just saying hey we're having a potluck at this park and then you can just go in a costume there are also a lot of avenues online that you can get skills for how to make something uh cosplay websites just look up cosplay tutorials Mm -hmm. and you can find stuff on almost anything how to make boot covers how to style a wig and then all you need to know is one person too and they'll be able to help you out and introduce you to the rest of the community we're pretty tight-knit for being so large cool uh, is, are you on Reddit? At all? Like, is there Reddit stuff as well? There's there's some, some Reddit stuff. I'm yeah. not on Reddit personally. Yeah. Well, I never use it. I have one, but yeah. I never use it. But uh, yeah, there's some Reddit stuff. You'll see a lot of cosplay photos on Reddit. Big Tumblr following as well. Okay. But a lot of it's on Facebook. 
just all over the place, just all over the internet, you can find stuff. Hmm. I really want to go to the Salt Lake Cosplay Bonanza. Is that what it is? Uh, anime Bonsai? Yeah, Anime Bonsai. Yeah, I was going to say... Are, co- you, are you friends with the people that are running it or anything? I'm friends with a couple of them, yeah. Uh, maybe we can get press passes or something for <laughs> KU maybe Radio. We'll, maybe yeah, we'll have them on the show. Yeah. yeah, get a booth or something. Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. I, could get, I could get you in touch with the DJ who does the rave. Awesome. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be way cool. <laughs> are you into raves? Well, I don't go to a very many, yeah. but the one at... The She's one at Bonsai is uh, pretty, f- it's family friendly, so yeah. there's not like crazy stuff going on there, but the music is awesome, yeah. and it's pretty much just a bunch of people in cool costumes with glow sticks. Dancing. <laughs> oh yeah, break dancing. There's a lot of cool break dancers at these cons really? too, if your costume permits it. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. Johnny yeah. can break dance. Yeah, I do all right. <laughs> yeah. I do all right. Yeah, I used to be part of a boy band back in the day. Pretty boy thugs, not going to lie. <laughs> you can get low. Yeah, yeah, I used to pop and lock, you know. Love it. I actually learned just so I could be in a competition with another cosplayer because he said that he c- that I couldn't learn how to break dance so I took the class here at the U. Really? There's Just a class here? There's a yeah, club. there is. Yeah. And a club. Yeah. It is really. awesome. How was the class? I loved the class. I had such a fun time even though I'm kind of like awkward white girl about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I remember when we were having the booths out there, you were running a booth. I didn't get to say hi to you cuz I was running the KU booth. Oh, you what were you, you doing? Were running it? Oh, yeah. all right. I was I was at th- <laughs> Actually, I was host. I was emceeing <laughs> that event. Yeah. So don't, don't you don't you get on me, Sasha. Yeah, w- what what was your booth? What all were right, you doing? This is actually a useful plug. Yeah. I was at the booth for Arts Force. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that yet? No. All right. Well, I saw your booth. Yeah, good. All right. So, Arts Force is happening in a month. So this is perfect timing. Oh, perfect. Arts Force is a two-day conference, November 1st and 2nd, that is aimed at College of Fine Arts students, majors and minors. So really? film, dance, art, all of it. And it's all about the value of an arts degree. Oh, cool. So, Because we often hear in our degrees that what are you going to do with that? Yeah. Have fun serving food for the rest of your life. Yeah, or yeah, your yeah. Ma- or Drawing pictures blood. on a Starbucks <laughs> coffee cups. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. It's just like, what are you going to do with that degree? Well, I'm going to draw your mom like one of my French girls. That's one thing. <laughs> <laughs> but this whole conference, the whole idea of it is that we want to give students skills that they're able to market themselves and articulate why their degree is important. So that when they graduate and they go out into the workforce and someone says, you were a dance major, well, why is that useful? Mm-hmm. They have answers and oh, they'll be cool. able to network as well. We have cool. a networking event with alumni both in the state and out of the state and faculty members. It's going to be really cool. That sounds way cool. Yeah. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe I'll have to interview some people from that too. Promote Defi- that. Yeah. Definitely. I'm an emerging leaders intern for cool. it, so I helped cool. put it together. Yeah, we'll talk about that then. Yeah. yeah that's way really cool. It'd be great, but registration's really limited. We are only letting about thir- 350 people in. Oh. So, CFA people, majors and minors, got to register fast if you haven't already. Oh, uh, where is that? Um, you can register at artsforceutah.com. Okay. You can also follow us at our Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Mm-hmm. We have tons of information online. It's artsforceutah.com. <laughs> Are communication students allowed to go to that too? Or? Mm, it's not really directed as, at communication uh-huh. so much. That's mostly. A no. <laughs> That's a no. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> you can't come, <laughs> Sasha. <laughs> but yeah, it's mostly for CFA majors and minors. Okay. But if you know any, definitely let them know because sure. this is so useful for them. Absolutely. It would be my pleasure. <laughs> wow. Well, we yeah. should uh, pop to a break here real quick, and you're welcome to come back if <laughs> you want to st- or if you've got to go. Cool. Yeah. Cool. If, yeah. Um, can I get your Twitter one more time? Yeah. My Twitter is uh, K-O-K-O-R-I-Y-U. That's Coco Ryu. K-O-K-O-R-I-Y-U. And do you have any, like, Tumblr blogs or anything for your art stuff? Um, I do have a Tumblr blog for my art. I update it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? It is artbydp.tumblr.com. Just 
Arts by DP. <laughs> oh, I always love your name, Powers. That's the best Isn't name. Isn't it the best? How did you, is that like an official family name? Yes. Really? It like, is. does it go back? Can you track how far back the Powers name goes? I can actually. Really? Yeah, it goes back to my dad's side and then to my grandpa's side and then off into Ireland somewhere. We oh, even wow. have a whiskey and a bar, but really? I hear that both are not very good. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, like always, you can follow me on Twitter at Johnny McKeon. That's M C K E O N. You can follow Sasha at Mr. Underscore. Bloom, that's B L U M E. You can check out, uh, you can like us on Facebook at Old Ute Radio with Johnny McKeon and Sasha Bloom. Thank you. Hey, this is Bob Bedore with Quick Wits, and you're listening to KU Radio, the only real radio at the University of Utah. I'm ABC4 Chief Meteorologist Jim Kosick. While you are not, there's still good news in your future. You're listening to KU. Matt Money Smith here from the Petros and Money Show saying a big what up, Utes, to all of you listening right now on KU Radio. Welcome back to OU Radio. Oh boy. We just had on Danny Powers in the studio, the cosplay queen herself. What a delight. That was such a great interview. I had a great time. Danny's always the best. I love talking to Danny. Yeah, I just like women voices on this show. <laughs> better than yours. Well, she's fun. Like, Danny's always fun. Um, mm-hmm. Before I forget, because Sasha keeps reminding yes, me, sir. Evolution Music presents the fourth show. Winter's Iris with special guests, Stories of Ambition, Alice Once Again, and Tossed in Tides. <laughs> October 4th, 2013, 7 p.m. at the Shred Shed SLC. It's eight bucks. Facebook.com slash Winter's Iris. W I N T E R S I R S R I R I S. Hooray! I could kind of spell. Yeah, so the. the the first band there is a, it, they're a group from the U, Stories of Ambition. Then Tossed in Tide is from Colorado, and they are hardcore metal. So for all you metal fans that need to mosh and do heroin, go. You thrash heads, you <laughs> rock out. <laughs> yes. Have some fun, you guys. Mm-hmm. Sasha. Yes, sir. Today our show's been a little bit, like, kind of out of order due to, you know, scheduling the Lunchbox series, which was a smashing success. Yes, sir. I highly recommend you guys go to the next one. Uh, it's in November, I believe. Ooh, nice and cold. Yeah, it'll be nice. hope we have hailstorms and lightning and thunder. I hope we have turkey. <laughs> turkey? Yeah, it's November. Turkey. I like turkey. You don't like turkey? I like turkey. You like turkey? You I've like never turkey? seen you eat turkey. All I ever see you eat is tuna fish. That's like what you eat 24-7 is tuna fish. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I, that's why I'm asking. I think you have a problem. <laughs> you eat way too much damn tuna fish. Trying to raise my mercury level so yeah. I can get off this planet quicker, sir. So, Sasha, what do you got for me for news, man? News? Yeah. News. I have Google. Google is being accused of illegal wiretapping. Wait, wait, hold on. Oh, I know. Hold on. I'm hacking into the mainframe <laughs> right now. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh-oh. Crap. I'm in, I'm in MySpace. Hold on. Hold on. There we go. There we go. News. <laughs> there we go. Tell us about it. Yes, sir. 
If you have a Gmail address, it is likely you've seen ads that are specifically targeted at you based on what you've mentioned in correspondence. Nope, I have Adblock. Ooh. Talking about an upcoming wedding, you'll see ads for florists or photographers making dinner plans, ads for restaurants in the area. The ads have long been part of Gmail, and although they are triggered by the content of your emails, the process occurs anonymously. Nobody is literally mm. reading your email. Do you believe that? Oh, sure. Now Google must defend itself against accusations of illegal wiretapping, the New York Times reports. The accusations which have been made for over the last few years in various lawsuits and then merged into two separate cases. I don't like where this is going. Uh, I don't like where things have been. Like, things have gotten scary these past but year or no two. no one cares. You you have a Gmail account for your yeah. email. Yeah. Our intern recruit has a gmail account and you all know this is happening but no one cares well here's the thing i have a separate identity from the internet than i have in real life i am very Ooh, careful superhero. what superhero <laughs> i never know what to say to you i really uh in case you guys don't know i'm rubbing my eyes and my forehead right now just because of no like i i know everything i put on the computer it's calculated it's planned it's deliberate like i don't fly off at the cuff i don't shoot from the hip i don't do anything else like that. Uh -huh. I just, I'm very specific about the things I talk about, the things I say, all because I'm aware that they've been watching. I've always thought they were watching. Alan Butler, a lawyer at the Electronic Privacy Information Center, tells the New York Times it has been a bad month for one of the world's biggest web companies. The Gmail case could have broad effects because nearly half a billion people worldwide use the service. Because if it is, as expected, certified as a class action, the fines could be enormous. When does the federal government start looking at closing down Google? Uh, never. Well, see, no, that's not true because no one company has the right of man in this world. Like, they will close companies down. They they've did it recently. I, I don't see Google going away anytime soon. If you keep intentionally slapping the face of the Constitution, I could guarantee... I mean, I don't understand why people are participating in Google. I don't. I have a Google account because I have a ruthless professor that makes me do it. Hello, Mr. Worth. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's, I don't know. Man. I mean, every, every I don't know. I mean, like, if you think about it, it just is what it is, you know? Yeah. And I don't see it changing anytime soon. I think it's only going to get worse. I don't think, I don't think there's any privacy anymore. I think the concept of privacy is gone. Do you think MSN and Yahoo have the same type of things? Yep, I think they all do. Mm -hmm. I think every – I don't see why not. Information is king. Like, I mean, look, go to the grocery store. They track what you buy with those customer reward things. Yes. They sell it to marketers, research groups, the but government. you're not forced to take those. You no, you're not. But I'm just saying, like, no matter where you go, you're being tracked. You're being monitored. Your cell phone, the new cell phone, uh, the new uh, iPhone with the uh, – with the uh, fingerprint touch. NSA can get that. They can get your fingerprints now. Like it. Have you heard about that? That people are getting their fingers cut off with the new iPhone 5? No, I haven't heard that. Oh, yeah. It's like one of the most popular crimes in New York right now is people are getting their hands cut off. So they steal your phone and then they cut your finger I off. I mean, th that's been uh, that's been kind of the theory of all time, <laughs> like why they didn't want to use thumbprints to begin with, right? Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not surprised. I'm not. And it's sad. I know I sound cynical, but I'm just, this is the world we live in and it sucks. Why does it suck? Because we're being tracked, everything that we do. Well, you should dress up in cosplay and have a good time. Too. Maybe I should.
<laughs> that's one thing we learned today. I really should. Uh-huh. Do you have a news article? Yeah, I got one that's right, weird. Right? Let me pull it up. This internet. Stupid Apple. <laughs> I don't like Apple products, by the way. I've decided that. Oh, good. I, I played with uh, Sarah's iPhone. I hate it. I hate it to death. Are, are you going to do that for every news story? I just, she said you were typing and frozen up, <laughs> so I was just helping you out. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> According to businessinsider.com, uh-huh. Harrison Jacobs reports Occupy Wall Street is coming out with its own prepaid debit card. Looks like some members of the Occupy Wall Street movement have adopted a new mantra. If you can't beat them, join them. In September, an offshoot group called Occupy Money Cooperative, OMC, began raising money to create a prepaid debit card. The card, which works like any other prepaid debit card, has a fee structure that includes a $1 monthly fee, a $1.95 fee for ATM withdrawals, and a $1 for balance increase. The card is integrated with Visa, though OMC promises that a larger percentage of the revenue will flow to the OMC rather than to Visa. That's a big change. What do you think so far? I didn't even know that they were still organized. No, oh, yeah. Occupy Wall Street's still going on. To be fair, OMC isn't, isn't exactly buying completely uh, co- buying completely into the run-of-the-mill banking game. It's a debit card as part of a larger effort by the group to create a nonprofit banking service cooperative. The co-op hopes to create an alternative to the for-profit banks by establishing a full-service financial organization, including checking accounts, loans, uh, fi- you know, loans for businesses, homes, financial education that is controlled by the users and not by the shareholders. Huh. What do you think about this? Uh, Occupy Wall Street trying to create a bank. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Are they sponsored by Google? <laughs> <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be the secret trick? I think this is a, this potentially could be a step in the right direction or this could potentially be another horrible thing. I don't know. With banking, you know, great power comes great responsibility. Who knows? What if these people just turn up to be just as bad as banks? You never know. I don't know who to trust anymore. Do you? Trust in me. I do trust in you, Sasha. You show up on time <laughs> and you do what you say. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's all I can ask from you. I got one for you. Let's hear it. Cameron launches all-out assault against online porn. Cameron? Yeah, if you look at it, it's an English thing. Most wired homes will have to decide if they want to keep access to legal porn by Anthony Fiola, the Washington Post. London. In a land whose uptight reputation is belied by its wicked ways, the conservative-led British government (coughs) is in its midst of a crusade to enact some of the strictest curbs on pornography in the Western world. The campaign follows the rape and murder of two young girls by men seemingly addicted to online pornography. One of the children, five-year-old April Jones, was buried Thursday after a national televised funeral. Just as in the United States, child pornography is already illegal here, but citing widely accessible brands of legal pornography for corrupting childhood and normalizing sexual violence against women. Prime Minister David Cameron has launched an all-out assault that opponents say is pitting state-sponsored morality against internet freedom in one of the planet's most open societies. Comment, sir. We seem to be having a lot of conversations lately about content dicting beha- mm-hmm. dictating behavior. Mm-hmm. Either it's Grand Theft Auto or now it's pornography. Mm-hmm. Are the two linked? Like, can you, you know, watch something and then want to reenact it? Maybe, but I think most likely not. I think these individuals probably had some issues to begin with, and that might just be, you know, a co- like not a coincidence, but it's just, you know, that comes with it. You know, like, I don't know. I think I think it's a step in the wrong direction, not in the right direction, mm-hmm. personally. And I don't know. What exactly is legal porn? I don't know. Like, what does that even mean, you know? I don't know. I, 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 know, I know that they want to get rid of 
porn that depicts violence like BDSM and simulated rape porn and all that kind of weird stuff. I'm surprised we haven't had more serious litigation in porn in this country because technically it is illegal. Yeah? Yeah. It's illegal in California. In Chatsworth, it's illegal. Oh, is it the condom thing or just in general? It it just... by law, it's illegal. What, as prostitution, like that angle? Yeah, I, it goes into the sodomy laws and filming rights and all that stuff, but it's just not a process. Is it, which one of the Western Bloc, or uh, Northern Blocks in Europe just banned? Was it Iceland that banned yeah. porn? So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if England starts to ban porn, because it's going to come over here if England does it. Mm-hmm. It's just more incrimination on our civil rights and liberties and... But I'm not a huge fan of porn, I guess. I mean, it is what it is. I, well, it has a purpose, but that just because I don't use it doesn't mean that other people shouldn't. You know, like, I don't, you know, like, I think that people have the freedom and the right to choose whatever they want, mm-hmm. however they want. They, they have the right to, for the pursuit of happiness, and that might be part of the pursuit <laughs> of happiness, right? I, I mean, sit in my basement and grow a beard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know, man. That's a... Uh, you have a story, sir? Yeah. According to Salt Lake Tribune by Lee Davidson, lawmakers seek to raise Utah smoking age to 21. Utah already has the highest age among the states for allowing tobacco purchases at 19, but two legislators want to raise it a little higher to age 21, which would match the state's minimum age for drinking alcohol. Studies show that an overwhelming majority of smokers try their first cigarette well before 18, but the thing that caught my eye is that they, all, that they also say the age when they become addicted is closer to 20. Mm-hmm. According to Repu- uh, Representative Craig Powell, Republican Heber, who is writing one bill. If uh, Senator Stuart Reed of uh, Republican of Ogden, who is also writing another bo- bill, said, if people have not smoked by age 21, studies show it is extremely unlikely that they will ever begin smoking. He reasons that raising the age limit might prevent more young adults from becoming smokers. Utah is not the only place looking at raising the smoking age to 21. New York and New York City are debating similar proposals, and similar bills have been introduced in Texas and New Jersey. This set off hot debates in those states between doctors and the tobacco industry. What do you think? Should the age be raised to 21? No. I think uh, people should be allowed to smoke, especially if we're being federally mandated to have insurance. I think all rules are off now. I think that they should totally deregulate everything that's harmful. If they're going to mandate and predicate that I have to have insurance, I should be able to freely and recklessly wreck my body, even though that's not the best thing for a human being to do. I'm tired of people uh, regulating what I should be allowed to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I can go be shot by a bullet, right, for my country at 18, but I can't drink or smoke or, you know. You can't buy a soldier a beer. Right. Yeah. You can't, can't buy a vet even a beer. Yeah. A guy could be over there and come back, still can't drink. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see the government spend more time focusing on big tobacco than on the person that has been subjugated by big tobacco mm-hmm. because a person doesn't sp- wouldn't smoke the volume of cigarettes if tobacco were kept in its proper form because it's, it's a hallucinogen. It's much stronger than marijuana. You know, I mean, it can, a real tobacco can cripple you, mm-hmm. to use a pot expression. I'd like to see America use real tobacco if people want to smoke. I I don't understand exactly. But I will be at the Utah Legislative Sessions this year, and I guarantee you I will find hilarious tape from that session. Nice. And it will pass. They'll they'll pass that immediately. So what do you got? All right. So Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 
uh, is, you know, he's kind of writing books these days. And I don't know if this comes from a book of his, but he wrote an article for Esquire.com, 20 Things Boys Can Do to Become Men. The lead is kind of weird, so I'll just read a paragraph and then get to the 20. Why should a young man listen to an old guy about the best way to become a man? Because the typical teen is not yet able to see a future past the next few months. That's not the fault of the character, but the fact that the teen's brains have not yet physically matured. So here's his advice. The first one is, learn who you are as an individual. Obviously, that's kind of self-explanatory. Um, you know, he says that it's important. Uh, I don't like the way he, for a UCLA graduate, can't read it right very well. Let's hear it. Figure out who you are, what you care about, what you believe in, and why you stand for is the most important and most difficult challenge of becoming a man. That's why I didn't read it, sir. Hmm. Um, his second one, stand up for yourself and your beliefs. Um, he goes on a long quote there. Avoid a physical fight if you can. I think that's an interesting one since we're taught through cartoon and comic book and movie that it's perfectly acceptable to be violent. Um, yeah, but, you know, I think he's just meaning about how violence isn't the answer. Yeah. You know, and how, I mean, I, I've w had to walk away from more fights than I'd care to. Holy cow. Did you know he was bullied as a little boy? I'm sure. Who bullies a seven foot one teenager? A lot of people. Whoa. That's what bullies do. My stepdad used to be his math tutor at really? uh, UCLA. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's funny. So what's number four? Uh, play a team sport. I'm all for individual sports, as I mentioned, but I did, I did martial arts for many years and also yoga. Don't think it's a sport. Try it. Yeah. But playing on a team teaches you how to interact with others, adjust to various personalities, work together as a team, be generous, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, you know, I think that that's a very good point. A lot of my life lessons I learned from playing sports. Mm -hmm. Like rugby was a big influence on my life. Did you play individual sport? Uh, no, probably not. Mm -hmm. Rugby, rugby and football and basketball were like the only sports I really played. Uh, I tried wrestling once. I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. And um, but rugby, I learned a lot from team sports that I apply to my like life now. You know, adaptation, quickness, the the importance of training. You know, I always wanted to box, but my mom would never let me box mm -hmm. growing up. So that would have been probably the only individual sport I would have done. Yeah. Comedy's an individual sport. Sure it is. Yeah. Uh, number five. Here's a good one. Choose your friends for the right reasons. Good friends can see you through a lot of tough parts of growing up, but bad friends can actually be the cause of some of those tough parts. Don't hang out with kids just to piss off your parents or try to be something that you're not. You waste a lot of time of your youth that way and miss out of some meaningful friendships. I hung out with a lot of friends that I probably shouldn't have when I was growing up. I think we all did. Yeah. Uh, six, fight your fear of the unknown. That's something you should do, Johnny. I fight my fear all the time. Get over the fear of ladybugs and such. Hey, 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 <laughs> it's not ladybugs, it's moths. Oh, sorry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so listen to advice is number seven. Be politically aware. Uh, mind your manners. <laughs> Here's, here's a great one, number 10, and then we can probably move on. Yeah. Uh, be patient in love. Most of the information boys have about girls is wrong, wrong, wrong. It's based on stereotype, rumor, bad songs, shallow teen movies, and immature celebrities and personal tailspins. 
The worst thing you can do in looking to find a significant other is to try to change yourself into something you're not just because you think that's what girls are looking for. It doesn't work, sir. Uh, let me sum up the, the last couple ones. Oh. Number 11 is – well, did you want to keep going with that? or <laughs> Go ahead and sum me up, bud. I think that was great, <laughs> like what you said. Um, that wasn't my words. Well, no, you know what I mean. Uh, number, You said you wanted to go through the rest of these, No, right? no, no. I just said, no, I was trying to get you to segue into a new news story. Oh, okay. Well, let me, let me sum up these last 20. Number 11 is stay fit. Number 12 is never, never do something on a dare. Number 13 is get organized. Uh-huh. Uh, number 14 is find heroes to copy. Number 15 is be independent. Something wrong, Sasha? <laughs> no. Did I misread you, Sasha? Oh, completely, sir. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Can you explain to me? I, I misread what you were trying <laughs> no. to say then. You're certainly good. Bro. No, I'm sorry. Really, no, I am. Continue. I didn't mean to interrupt. I thought you said you wanted to wrap it up. I didn't understand. Continue, sir. Sorry. You're I'm good. sorry. I didn't mean to step on your toes. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, 13, get organized. 14, find heroes to copy. What? <laughs> I'm just laughing. What? Not you. Radio, this, radio's hard. <laughs> find heroes to copy. 15, be independent. 16, question authority. 17, get smart. <laughs> what? I'm still laughing. Why? What did I do? I'm sorry. No, I, you didn't do anything wrong. 18, <laughs> express yourself. <laughs> 19, pay attention to the short run. 20, keep your eye on the long run. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, let's go to break. Yeah, let's go to break. <laughs> we'll come back. I'm Jake Keenum, director of 12 Till Dusk, and you're listening to KU Radio. My name is Brian Pope. You're listening to Old Ute Radio. Bob Bedore from Quickwits really hates BYU. I've heard him say so on stage. Ask him about it. Yeah, I'm just warm, bro. You know me. I'm, you know, ready to roll now. Let's roll. This is Keith Stubbs, comedian, entrepreneur, actor, and failed radio personality, and you're listening to Old Ute Radio.
The German radio has just announced that Hitler is dead. I repeat that. The German radio has just announced that Hitler is dead. We want one thing. We declare our rank on this earth to be a man, to be a human being, to be respected as a human being, to be given the rights of a human being in this society, on this earth, in this day, which we intend to bring into existence by any means necessary. Welcome back to Old Ute Radio. We're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to preview the next show coming up. It's Fusion Radio with Ryan Meeks. And how do you say your name? You got the blackest name for the whitest person. <laughs> what, how do you say it? No, it's not black. That's why people get it wrong. <laughs> what is, what's your name, man? My, my real name is Jerem. Everyone says Jerome when yeah. they read it. Jerome. <laughs> Jerome's black, too. Yeah. <laughs> What's your last name? Norris. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, damn, Jerome knows. It. Threw a pick six, ran it back for a touchdown. You sound like a football player, man. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we also got Ryan Meeks in the studio. Ryan, how you yo, doing? Yo, yo. What's your Twitter, Ryan? My Twitter, I, I just tweet on the KU page. I don't, I don't have a Twitter. How disappointing, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, no, I did sign up for a Twitter account. Um but after I signed up for it, like I remembered that I had it like two months later and I can't remember the <laughs> password. I, I don't even remember what my name is on it. It might be Ryan Meeks, but it could be something Your else. Twitter handle should be Cheek Easy. Cheek <laughs> it's like a play on Speak Easy, uh, oh, uh, which rhymes with Meeks. Rhymes with Meek. Yeah. <laughs> Meek Easy. Meek. Yeah. Meek Easy. Yeah. I don't know. Cheeks so Easy. Gotta have the S, yeah. have the S in yeah. there. What is, um, so what is your show? Because I've never listened. I'm always on the tracks. <laughs> I don't have an I, I don't have a phone like that works. It's okay. I, I'm glad to know that you Android support app. us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to. You know. <laughs> no, the idea of fusion is just kind of putting random stuff together. So I kind of just listen to whatever I feel like <laughs> listening to, nice. and just kind of say random stuff. We're actually going to uh, have. Jerem, DJ Solar, as he goes by. <laughs> nice. Sol- solar? Solar. Like solar. Like solar? Solar. Solar flare. Like solar system? Yeah. Yeah. I think Solar gives it a bit more flair, <laughs> but DJ whatever. Solar. Yeah, maybe throw an umlaut <laughs> that on that or something. <laughs> it makes it sound like 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 Latino Solar. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like we DJ just, Solar. We just, got, <laughs> we just got finished making the black jokes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So DJ Solar is going to be on with me for now on. We're going to be sharing the show. So it'll be a little more... Fusiony, a little fusion-y. more fusion. That's, that's by definition fusion. Isn't it, it is yeah. when you wow. combine two things into one. Yeah, cool, yeah. cool. So, what are you planning on doing with the show? I like a lot of the music that Ryan likes, but I also like a lot of music that he doesn't play. Nice. So, yeah. I have like you know some sub pop and some sub pop. What's sub pop? Um, I have no idea. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, yeah, never. I. That's kind of what I call songs that are. They're like Miley Cyrus. That people know. <laughs> no. 
There, it's not Miley Cyrus. Well, not my not girl. Like Justin Bieber. <laughs> no. <laughs> Justin Timberlake. <laughs> like, um, I like Vanilla Justin Ice. Timberlake when he's on SNL. Everyone likes Justin <laughs> yeah. Timberlake. I love Justin Timberlake. I'm a fan. He's Ugh. a great actor. I'm not f- yeah. Sasha. <laughs> That's Sasha's signature noise. That's all we need. Sasha, I could have someone fill in for you. All I have to do is go. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a grunt maker over there. <laughs> <laughs> I have a beard. <laughs> 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 So, so silence. I like you know Ellie Goulding and some Calvin Harris, Owl City. Uh, I like some of Taylor Swift. Ooh, <laughs> don't man! I don't Sasha. know how we're gonna fit don't that in there. Don't <laughs> get bud. We'll have some Megadeth next. <laughs> Taylor Swift coming up next, <laughs> right after Megadeth. <laughs> <laughs> so is that the kind of music you're into? You're into Megadeth I'm, or what? I'm into like well, I kind of have an eclectic sound, but not too eclectic. It's more like. Cause, Cause, I grew up listening to oldies. Yeah, like that's what my dad made me listen when to. When you mean oldies, you mean <laughs> old oldies. I mean like sixties, seventies, fifties. Like doo-wop? Like what? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, doo-wop. like the Beatles before they were the Beatles. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. And like, like the uh, monkeys. Yeah, monkeys. <laughs> a lot of surfer music. My dad was a surfer. Yeah. He, he grew really? up in California. Yeah. Where in California? Um. He grew up in. He's um, surfing. It have to be probably just right out of Sacramento. I can't ah. remember the name of the town. Yuba City. Uh, no. Uh, uh Roseville, Folsom. Uh, it's got <laughs> like some from some Sacramento. Like Bakersfield. Old, old <laughs> Bakersfield. 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 That's Brilliant. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm so. from Sacramento. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh cool. Yeah. It's not going? that cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going. But there. but and so so I don't really listen to that now. But I still kind of have. I can I can kind of appreciate the simple the simple music, yeah. but what I got into myself was like you know '80s thrash metal, this complex, almost symphonic like music that's like really heavy, and then so when I would hear '90s alternative, it kind of gave me a, a good mix in between the two worlds, you know, yeah. and that's that's why I like those. And then there's just like a few things that I I just like. I don't know why I like Mumford and Sons and like. Like there's, th- there's some will, yeah, I exactly. I, I just like them, you know. So, so I throw yeah. them on, you know, and and just when I'm going through the list, if I'm like, hey, Beastie Boys, sweet, you know, I love like, Beastie Boys. Like I'll th- I threw in Brass Monkey one. I love Brass Monkey. <laughs> Your show Brass sounds fun. Monkey, but <laughs> Sasha, we need to steal their music. I love Brass <laughs> Monkey. <laughs> well, no, no, that's not I mine. I just Beastie saw it Boys. on the really. Yeah, I can't stand them. I think they're really? artificial. I, I think they're artificial. What yeah. does that because mean? Because they're a punk band through and through. That's what they are. That's what they. No, were. that's what they were trying to be. They were trying to be yeah, a and punk band, and then the producers turned them into this white hip hop band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they, they just they were b boys. But their sound yeah. was dope. All <laughs> their songs are good. Sabotage. Sabotage is one that I will actually listen to when I, like, because they've got a lot of songs that I like to listen to when I'm like goofing around or yeah. in a goofy mood, like Brass Monkey. Or like a Right to Party. Or girls. Like girls. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but the only song of theirs that I take seriously and I like, I like want to, you know, turn it up on my stereo in my car is Sabotage. Sabotage is so good. So there's this girl I used to date in high school. She's probably the most beautiful woman I've ever. False. <laughs> 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 fail. <laughs> sure. I, I did fail over time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, sh- no, you're not. <laughs> Boo, Johnny. <laughs> and so we're at a party one day, and she, and back then the only place we could buy alcohol was at 
a liquor store in the barrio because oh there was only and so you, your choices were Mickey's or Old English or Budweiser. So we used to just get and of Old English, and that's all we'd buy because they were cheap. And so this girl Kathleen, she drinks half of it. And then fills the rest of it with orange juice and starts breaking out straws. Whoa. That's what a brass monkey is. Yeah. It's oh, the most disgusting drink you could ever drink. A 40 with orange juice. Ugh. And they're singing about it. And people are like, brass monkey. And it's that like, funky monkey. <laughs> it's the, but Did it get you drunk? A hammered. But yeah. seeing a five <laughs> foot seven blonde haired blue eyed that's 110 pound drinking a brass monkey, there's a reason why. She didn't get yeah. the merry doom and gloom. Sir. So wait, 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 wait. Was it was Mickey's? You said old English. Oh, old, old English Ooh. and orange juice. Oh. <laughs> Gross. <Yeah>. Gross. <laughs> Might as well have done Colt Forty Five. See, I know Ugh. what orange juice tastes like. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 have you ever had stale vinegar? Oh uh, yeah. yeah that's, How that's have you had stale vinegar? <laughs> when did you have stale? I'm just kidding. No, I, 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 thought, I thought you said distilled vinegar. <laughs> Why are you drinking distilled vinegar? <laughs> You've never put it like on a salad and then olive oil? And no. Yeah. Johnny it's, doesn't eat vegetables. Good. It, it, it's I eat veggies, <laughs> but I don't eat salad. It, it's better with you know, of course, like red wine vinegar. Oh. You know. But when you don't have red wine vinegar and you're out of cash, <laughs> you, you got to use what you got to use. You, know? <laughs> you just put bread and not even croutons. It's just bread, yeah. like hot dog buns. <laughs> hey, <laughs> why not croutons. chop up the hot dogs and throw them in, too? <laughs> so so uh, I, was, I keep wanting to call you Gerard. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Just call me Solar. Solar. DJ Solar. You're a big gamer. You're part of the EAE. Um, we all play video games. Do you so play video he's games? He's, he's an EAE guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm. He's a master student. Yeah, I'm part of the master student. Oh yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we got two EAE guys. The EAE guys here. And a guy with a broken thumb. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha beat me today in a NCAA. But they have a big tournament going on outside of the library plaza today. <laughs> I threw two interceptions, and Sasha returned a yeah. uh, he, he oh, an 87-yard run well, up the middle, bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> all right. It was a moral victory for me. Oh, yeah, there's know. 27 seconds left. Oh, yeah, we need to go pack up. We <laughs> need to go pack up. I conceded. I'll give you a chance that. to win. That's a win. I gave you the win. <laughs> what did you want, the EAE guy, the, the EA guy to, like, pat you on the back? What? Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> there, there's a tournament right now for NCAA for football. Oh, okay. And uh, you can play down there. Sasha beat me. I was Utah State. He was the Utes. I would have been the Utes, but he chose the Utes first. And it would have been confusing if we both did the Utes. And you can't choose BYU. That's no, just, no. You can't do so that. So you chose Utah State. Yeah. Anyways, my question is for you video game guys. <laughs> Don't you pick on me. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> I'm a lot tougher on radio than I am in real life. Um. Oh, liar. <laughs> Fall out of canoe guy. <laughs> um, what's your PS4, Xbox One, what do you think? Oh, boy. Honestly, up until now, I've always been like a Nintendo guy until you know the Wii U kind of flopped. Mm-hmm. Whatever, Kinda. it didn't flop. It just <laughs> isn't. It, it hasn't. It hasn't, hasn't bloomed yet. <laughs> it hasn't bloomed. Okay. <laughs> Hope it doesn't bloom. <laughs> I will give you that. The Wii U has not bloomed. And it's not looking good. But I'm the still, Wii hasn't bloomed. I'm still crossing my fingers. You know, wonderful 101. I heard was pretty good. But yeah, it doesn't reach a large enough audience. Yeah. So what are you gonna choose, Xbox? Um, yeah, out of those two. Out of those two, 
I don't know. I've always like done Xbox before, and I've as I've been researching this, I don't know. PS4 is looking like it has some more, some better of the unique games. Because mm-hmm. at this point, they both have like pretty much the same lineup of games and the same, even like the same specs. Mm, Xbox One has Dead Rising Three though. I think, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they both it's have exclusive. That's. Not probably the thing that I'll get into. I love Dead Rising. What kind of games do you like? My Little Pony? And no. Disney like like Infinity? <laughs> no, he doesn't okay. like My Little Gross. Pony. He likes Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> <laughs> the Powerpuff Girls game was legit. <laughs> <laughs> I've got kidding. an emulator on my iPad. I play all of them. <laughs> Is there a Powerpuff Girls game? No, I don't it doesn't know. Matter. Oh, just, they're just making stuff up. So wh- which one? Which <laughs> one? I don't know. I've yeah, which one? Make a I'm decision. I'm kind of leaning back towards the Xbox One because it has the triple OS thing. Yeah. And so that's explain that to our listeners. Cool. What's a triple OS? Um, explain it in intense detail with schematics. <laughs> Basically, the Xbox One will have Windows 8 integrated into it. Oh mm. boy! And yeah. That'll just yeah. mess it all up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just teasing. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're telling the truth. Man. It depends on what the specs are for that. Yeah. You know, like what that means that it can do if it just means that it runs like dumb windows phone apps <laughs> then that's no plus yeah but yeah. if it means that i could like run maybe like a windows game on it or maybe turn your tv into your home computer into a s- or a, a home <laughs> computer or play steam games on it yeah although steam is coming out with its own console yeah and so that might make me abandon all of them What's oh steam? you'd go for steam steam I'd go for steam it's pc gaming uh, over the cloud. Yeah, over the cloud, yeah. Yeah, basically, in a nutshell. Xbox One was kind of trying to become kind of like Steam, but yeah. they failed it up so bad well, that... Yeah, oh my gosh. That all of their fans complained, and they basically... Not just all of their fans, like, like people that, like, were on board with PS4 before <laughs> they even announced that, they were just like, <laughs> oh, you guys suck. <laughs> you guys just shot yourself in the foot, and they totally did. Yeah, X... So what are you, Xbox or PS4? PS4, oh, yeah. all the way. Like, first of all, I just <coughs> I just had this thing against Microsoft. Unless I have to choose between Microsoft and Android, then I go with Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm kind of weird like that. But um, the thing that drove me nuts is just their, their original release of the Xbox One was just so anti-gamer. <laughs> I, I was just like, yeah. do you know who you're yeah. selling this to? <laughs> You know, and they obviously didn't. Um, one thing that that does, like, this is the only thing that does make me think, well, maybe I'll play my friend's Xbox One now that I don't have to pay to play my friend's Xbox One, yeah. uh, is the, the Killer Instinct game. Because I've been waiting for... Killer them to do Instinct. A, yeah, I've been waiting for another Killer Instinct for, like, a decade. And they finally, they're doing one on yeah. the Xbox One, and I and that's a title that I really really enjoyed back in the nineties. Well, you ever play Primal Rage? I did, but Killer Instinct just had better combos, and I was just really stuck on that. Who who'd you play with? What character? Uh, mostly I was Fulgore. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And then I mean, everyone liked to be Cinder because you could turn into Idol with I him. I like Cinder. You know? yeah. yeah, I was but, Cinder uh, a lot. But I liked Fulgore just. I like kind of sci-fi things, and he really looked, you know, yeah. he's like this android He plays the part. Yeah. And so, yeah. Sasha. What, well, first of all, what do you think about the names? You have PlayStation 4, then you have Xbox One. Do you think the term mm-hmm. one is going to hinder it at all? 
I think the term one was. I don't I don't know what they mean by it. It's a kind of a dumb of name, wasn't circle, it? Right? Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. think it was just not thought... Like like most of the console, it was not thought through. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it, it really just shows, like, whoever was in charge was just not thinking. They it, dropped the ball. It is yeah. a bizarre name, Xbox One. I think it... In my mind, it would hurt sales. It's like, why would you want to go to something one when you can have a four? Yeah, either name it something new or go up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because it would be, it's Xbox, it's the third, right, now? Yeah, they had the Xbox, and then they had the Xbox 360, and then they had Xbox One. Yeah, well, shouldn't they have done, like, 720 then? Or like That's what they called it for a long time. It, that was the buzz for a but while. But if you yeah. kept going up, then They should have done 1080. Odd. Xbox 1080. Yeah. That would have made sense. Yeah. Xbox yeah. squared. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got yeah. Xbox squared. Yeah, yeah. Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Just an X and a box. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a PS4 guy. Yeah, I'm a PS4 See, guy. See, I, I think they should have just changed the shape and called them X-Spheres. <laughs> and the n- next console, X Spheres, so you can bowl with them too. Okama when you get sick of it, you take it to the bowling alley. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So what are some of your favorite video games? Uh, I am a huge Zelda franchise fan. Okay, Ditto. can I ask you a question? Why did they remake Wind Waker and not Majora's Mask? <laughs> uh, there's still it's still in the planning for Majora's Mask, and because Majora's Mask is good, is going to be on the 3DS. Isn't it yeah. still in the debating stage? No, they just have a lot of projects they're doing. In fact, on yeah. IGN um, last week, they they announced that they asked about that to one of the executives. And they've he kind of chuckled. They've been saying that every week for. But <laughs> but then but then uh, one of the executives said that they're actually coming out with a a new franchise. That's not Zelda, not Mario. I have heard that. Like a whole new thing. Really. And that's been taking up a lot of time. But is it for 3DS or is it for Wii U? They haven't said. Kay. Probably for both. But and and I imagine that they they still because they were they were like definite like yeah we're going to do Majora's Mask. I think it's just been put on the back burner. I never played it. Was it any good? I never made great. it through it. Yeah. Like I loved it. And why didn't you make it through it? Because I didn't like the idea of starting over all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, that's what it was. You yeah. you play to it. You you have three <laughs> yeah, days, kind of. and you do as much as you can in three days. And before you die, you like play the song of time or something and go back to the beginning so that you can do more. But y- there's stuff that you have to do. It's I, it, it was just way too repetitious for me. All of the side quests would reset themselves. Yeah. Really? It was way too repetitious Which, for me. That was part of the, the game Repetitive. mechanic. That's what I mean. Was that, yeah. like, there were certain, like... Did you like it? I loved it. Like, Majora's Mask, um, probably... I'd put it above Ocarina of Time. Really? That's a hefty statement. I know, right? Um, I'm going to interrupt you. Just that's hefty. <laughs> I'm not even going to let you finish your point. Those words in that order are wrong. <laughs> People that like Majora's Mask, it is their favorite. Uh, so, so tell me, how is it better than Ocarina? I just liked it a lot because of the, the amount of things that they managed to do with the game. Without, whereas Ocarina of Time has a very straightforward timeline, and it's great. And honestly, like... I wouldn't put Majora's Mask that far above Ocarina of Time because Ocarina of Time was awesome. But Majora's Mask just takes their concept in so many different ways and they give you so many different kinds of puzzles and different kinds of side quests that you can like just play it forever and be discovering new things just by because 
not only do you have the concept of, you know, place, but you also have the concept of time. And at mm. different times, things are in different places and certain events only happen at certain times. And so... Um. <laughs> so tell me about... I only got half... Not even halfway. I got like two... Like a one dungeon into Twilight Princess. What'd you guys think of that one? Twilight Princess would definitely be my number one. Yeah. I, as far as I Zelda think games go. It is not my favorite, but I think it is the best made Zelda that there is. E- each Zelda has one you know, one thing or another that they did really well on. I think that one is the best like complete package that you can get for the Legend of Zelda uh, for for right you know, out of the games that they have right now. My number one favorite Zelda game all time, hands down, is A Link to the Past. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of people's as well. Is that the, the gold And that's another one that I only game. got no, halfway through. That was Super Nintendo's yeah. flagship yeah. one. Link to the Past was for Game Boy. Okay. No, that's no, Link's, no, Awa- that's Link's, Link's Awakening, Awakening was for Game Boy. Link to the Past was Super Link Nintendo. Link to the Past was Super Nintendo. Oh, was it originally? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I played it on the Game Boy Advance. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They did remake yeah, it. They, yeah, they redid it for that one. Uh-huh, they yeah. did. Yeah, we're showing our age right there. Yeah. <laughs> He's <laughs> showing his, too. <laughs> I should have known that. I was just... How about mine with the gold cartridge? Yeah, that's the original song. But my favorite... That's just Zelda. That's just that's just Zelda. It's a good one, though. My favorite still today, like... And this is one of the reasons I want to get a Wii U is, is Wind Waker. Yeah. That, that is that is my very favorite one. Never played it at all. Yeah, it. It's, the reason why I like it is because like I love Zelda, but I love to make fun of it as well. Yeah. So does Wind Waker. Wind Waker was <laughs> the most playful. Of yeah, the Zelda it, games. it's great. Really, it is a great game. The best made, I think, Twilight Princess was. Okay, cool. Well, uh, it's about that time, Sasha. Yeah. Thank you for carrying us for 15 minutes, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah no problem. <laughs> so, so your show is when again? It's in five, it's from five to eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wednesdays in five when- minutes. <laughs> Wednesdays from five to eight. So stick around if you want to hear some metal alternative and uh, whatever else I threw on there. Is it mostly music? Uh, it's music with just me saying random stuff. <laughs> 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 last, last last week we talked about um, they it was Zelda week last week at IGN and so we talked about Zelda just oh, kind of like cool. we just did. <laughs> but you awesome. know and then we just like like to talk about like game stuff and just just whatever comes to mind when we in, when we think of it we'll just interrupt the music and start. He likes a to come on and just say random things. Cool. Yeah. cool. So <laughs> we do that occasionally. Yeah. And we might change it up with Solar now that now that he's yeah. got a say in what's what's going on. Solar, what's your Twitter? Uh, at Game Master JT. Okay. Sasha, what's your Twitter? Mr. Underscore Bloom, people. My Twitter is at Johnny McKeon. That's M C K E O N. Yes, sir. You can follow us on Facebook at Old Ute Radio with Johnny McKeon and Sasha Bloom. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to check out the Comedy Carnival podcast. It's way dope. It's really cool. We put a lot of hard work into it. Yes, sir. Thank you, people. Thank you. Yeah. That's all, folks.